Hey there, future fans! This week we have to kill to live, we have to live to tell our tale, and our tale just may become legend. This is the week of February 28th, 2020, and you are listening to episode 165 of Future Flicks with Billiam. Everyone, welcome to the show. You've you've heard it in my voice already. I'm sick again. I'm f***ing sick again. I can't f***ing believe it. And you know what it is? You know what it more than likely is? Is I touch my face too much, especially at work. Because as some of you know, I'm a bookkeeper for now. And what do bookkeepers do? They touch money. What is dirty because millions of unclean, uncouth people touch it? Money. So it's probably just that I myself am disgusting, and that is why I am sick again. On Monday, my tonsils, not my tonsils, my, what's that thing called? Uvula. Swelled up so much, it was hard to breathe. Normally when I get sick, my voice gets super awesome. And I then take the opportunity to record fun stuff, but this time it's a little weird, right? It it doesn't quite sound right. So let's see if this episode actually does come out, if my voice can hold up, and we're going to do things a little differently. I'm not going to dive too much into news, into the trailers, so hoping I can actually get this out. Normally on this show, in case you're new, normally on the show, I go over all of the new news and the new trailers I've caught my eye since the last episode. This week, it's going to be a little sparse, and we're going to talk more about the movies. In the movie section, we talk about the limited releases and the wide releases and interesting indies. The limited releases are any limited releases that didn't really catch my eye, and the wide releases are any movie that is either a wide release, duh, or an indie movie, a limited release, that did catch my eye. In both of these sections, I tell you what the movie is, what it's about, and who's in it, but that's where the limited section ends. In the wide releases, I then give you some thoughts on the movie, and then I give it a score, which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score. And then we jump into the question of the week. And then we send you along your way to the other great shows that you may listen to. Good friends of the show that you'll hear their ads during this show. How many times can I say show and how many times can my voice break? We will see. Well, without any further ado, let us step into the first segment, which as always is the news. This just in from Hollywood. The news. This story from Cinema Blend. Scratch that. The first story is from the New York Times. Actress Esther Scott from movies like Boys in the Hood died at the age of 66. And now the next story is from Cinema Blend. The question is, will Thor appear in Guardians 3? And here's what Chris Pratt said. He said, how do you know that Thor is not in Guardians 3? We haven't shot it yet. He might be in Guardians 3. We don't know. There's no definitive yes or no on that. But please, Mr. Chris Pratt, you should know that lots of these websites will just come up with any story they can just to get the clicks. Last week I reported, or a week or two ago, I reported that the new Planet of the Apes movies will be a complete reboot, erasing the previous movies, but now that doesn't seem to be true. The new Planet of the Apes movies director, Wes Ball, said that 
It's never been easier for film journalists to actually get in touch with the actual people who actually know. But maybe there's a point to not fact-checking these days? So, oh, snap. He said, regardless, don't worry, I won't ruin the surprise, but it's safe to say Caesar's legacy will continue. So this could be a sequel or it could be just another movie taking place in the universe that's not a direct sequel. The young star of Queen of Katwe, Nikita Pearl Waligwa, died at the age of 15 after suffering from a brain tumor. And that is f***ing tragic. I know, like, death in general is tragic. I mean, it sucks for Esther Scott and her family, so my, my heart does go out to them too, but 15 years old, Jesus Christ. This next story comes to us from Metro... They said that Harrison Ford responds to a major Star Wars theory about Han Solo. And, okay, I, I won't say it to to avoid spoilers, but at this point, really, if you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker yet, you shouldn't care enough to bitch about spoilers. You know what? I'm going to say it anyway. Skip ahead a little bit if you don't want to hear it. He was responding to the theory that Han Solo's appearance in The Rise of Skywalker was a Force ghost, to which he said, A Force ghost? I don't know what a Force ghost is. And then he added, Don't tell anyone. I'm not talking loud enough for your recorder. I have no f***ing idea what a Force ghost is, and I don't care. Harrison Ford is truly amazing, just because normally when people are such huge assholes about something they're in, like, they respond so negatively to fan stuff. I mean, I'm not sure if he'd be mean to a fan straight up. Maybe he would. I don't know. But just at least fan theories and questions and things like that. He seems to be kind of a dick. But we still love him. I would really like to see... Okay, I wouldn't like to see this. It'd be heartbreaking to me. But what if someone from the MCU, someone beloved like Tom Holland or Chris Hemsworth or someone just became a huge ass? I don't think they would remain as loved as Harrison Ford is. In a no sh** article from Forbes, their headline, let me just read the headline, The success of the new Sonic the Hedgehog movie shows that Hollywood needs to listen to gamers. Oh, really? Huh, weird. So when Hollywood is making movies about video games, they should listen to what people who love and play the games have to say? That's so weird. That's so weird and foreign. It's obviously witchcraft. We should not listen to it at all. And if you've heard anything, final story, like I said, I'm going, I was going to keep it short this week. If you heard anything about the first look at Carnage in Venom 2, you may have been disappointed. If you haven't seen it yet, don't look. It's nothing big. It's just a picture of Woody Harrelson with frizzy red hair. That's it, really. Nothing important. All right, I know it hasn't been that long, but let's just keep the breaks where they normally are. Let's not switch stuff up. So let's stop and hear word from our good friends at the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast. Please stay tuned. Are you looking for a nerd podcast that touches on every walk of nerd culture? Well, look no further. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is the podcast for you. We cover nerd culture, news, new movie reviews, bad movie reviews, video games, comics, with sprinkles of nerdy nostalgia throughout. Somewhat Nerdy Radio is a flagship podcast of the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. Find us on every podcast app or stream it on somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, everyone, we are back, and it's time for everyone's favorite segment, The Trailer Trove. Avast, and welcome to The Trailer Trove. All right, everyone, if, if you can hear something weird in the back, I'm pretty sure both of my cats are somehow mentally ill because they'll take a shit or a piss and then they'll just cover it up for like 
10, 20 minutes. And I've seen it. I've I've seen them do it. It's covered after the first like two scrapes, three scrapes, so they keep going. Sometimes they're just scraping the end of the, the wall of the of the litter box. It's like, come on, guys. Anyway, we got a new trailer from A Quiet Place Part 2. And um, nothing new with it, really, like at all. The The trailer was mainly just a recut original trailer with a couple new scenes added in, if any. So it's, unless you're super, super stoked for this, like I am for, Go- for the next Ghostbusters movie, there's not much to see with this one. Anyway, let's start with the trailers. And the first trailer is for a movie coming out on May 1st called Dream Horse. Apparently, this is based on a true story. Not enough, though, to be counted as a biography, I see. It's just a comedy. Uh, This is about a small town and a couple people in it who are just down on their luck. So they have this idea, why don't we save up for two years and buy and train a racehorse? What could go wrong? So this, the 20 people in this town put all their money together, $10 or I guess 10 pounds a month, because this takes place in the UK, 10 pounds a month. And after, at the end of two years, they buy this horse, train it, and does it win? I don't know. There are scenes of them looking super happy in the trailer, so maybe the horse wins a little bit. This stars Tony Collette and Damian Lewis, and it looks cute. Next up, we have a trailer for a movie called Run coming out on May 8th. This stars Sarah Paulson and Kira Allen. Who is she? Okay, this is her first feature-length film. Good for her. She looks like she does a fine job in it. And this is a thriller horror about this mom who brings her baby home and cares for her. The the And now she's a teenager or a young woman. I don't know how old she is, but she's in a wheelchair and she needs her mom for everything. But then something causes this girl to start suspecting her mother. Is her mother causing this to uh, this to happen to her? Is it even her mother? And if you watch a trailer, you can pretty much put together everything that happens, and then you don't have to see the movie. If you're a big fan of the genre, if you're a big fan of, of Sarah Paulson, maybe check this out anyway, but I think it's pretty obvious what happens. And even if it's not obvious what happens, the trailer just didn't look good enough to make me go, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a shot. All right, folks, next up, we have a trailer for a movie called Escape from Pretoria, I think it's called. This stars Daniel Radcliffe and Daniel Weber, and it's another movie based on a true story, a real-life prison break from this prison, and it's set during the tumultuous apartheid days in South Africa. Daniel Radcliffe plays this white man. Obviously, he's white. They're, you know, they're not going to do blackface again. Robert Downey Jr. already did that, and he just barely got away with it. Anyway, he plays this man who's trying to fight back against apartheid because his wife is black, and so him and a group of prisoners try to escape. And if this film wasn't based on some on some sort of true story, it would be easier to just shove it under the rug, going, we've seen movies about escapes from prisons before. There was a whole TV show about it. But we have Daniel Radcliffe, who I think does masterful work post-Harry Potter. Okay, maybe not masterful, but he's good. And it's about... Okay, how many times do we see movies that even mention apartheid, let alone take place during the time? I can already see some people complaining about this movie, like when when time for it to release is approaching, which it is actually, it should be within a week or two, but people saying, oh, this was something that discriminated against black or dark-skinned South Africans, but this movie is starring white people. And if it was a fictional movie, I may have agreed, but the fact that it's based on a true story, 
that I think makes it okay. All right, one last movie to talk about, and that is a trailer for a film called Emperor. This comes out March 27th, and it's based on the life story of Shields Green, who was an escaped slave who travels north and runs into such figures like Frederick Douglass and John Brown and becomes the head of a revolution. As he was a slave, the last the last straw was the white people whipping his son, so he fought back, killed a couple of them, and had to escape, leaving his wife and son behind. So now his goal is to go back and get them. What better way to do that than join the North in the war and become a... Well, an outlaw and a soldier. So this stars, let's see, what's his name? Deo Okenihi? Okenihi, I think. Is that how you say it? McKelty Williamson, James Cromwell, Bruce Dern. So another movie based on true events. And I think this one does look good because just like World War II, just like World War I, the Civil War is filled with stories that I think still need to be told and could make good movies. The problem with Civil War movies is they can come across as cheesy if you do anything even remotely disingenuine. And part of that is the time it takes place in. So if done wrong, a movie based around the Civil War, instead of a a thrilling war movie, you have instead... A cheesy period piece. So I think this movie looks like it stays far away from the cheesiness. This looks this looks really good. And once again comes out March 27th. So my future friends, I know, I know, I know. I know I missed some news. I know I missed some trailers. If there's something I missed that you really think I should talk about next episode, let me know. I'm sorry, I'm moving so fast. Some of you like it because some of you have a lot of podcasts you listen to. So you like short episodes because you're like, oh, I get to hear from this show I like. But I get to move on to the other shows, too, and maybe find a new one. Who knows? But I can feel my voice starting to go, so we are going to end the trailer trove here. So let us take another break as we hear word from our friends at the Nerds of the Squared Circle. Please stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me... Snarf Chris and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds of the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. All right, we are back with the limited releases, so let's just jump right into it. Let's start with Greed. Yes, you may remember that I talked about this movie last week. Well, apparently, last minute, well, maybe not last minute, but last minute enough that I didn't see it, Greed's release date was changed from last week to this week. So Greed, if you don't remember, is the movie that's a satire on wealth centered around a billionaire high street fashion mogul's 60th birthday party on the Greek island of Mykonos. It stars Steve Coogan from Philomena, Isla Fisher from Wedding Crashers, Asa Butterfield from Boy in the Striped Pajamas, Sophie Cookson from Kingsman, Shirley Henderson from Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Stephen Fry from Gosford Park, and David Mitchell from Peep Show. Next up, we have a film called Sea Fever. Sea Fever? <laughs> the crew of a West of Ireland trawler is marooned at sea and they struggle for their lives against a growing parasite in the water supply. This stars Connie Nielsen from Gladiator and Doug Ray Scott from Hemlock Grove. 
And this movie was actually a little more difficult for me to find a trailer for because most of the trailers I found were in another language, but I don't think it was Gaelic. And then I found another trailer, or not a trailer, I found just part of the movie, a scene that was completely in English. Just a little confusing. Next up, we have a film called A White White Day. An off-duty police officer begins to suspect a local man had an affair with his recently deceased wife. His obsession gradually begins to endanger himself and his loved ones. This is an Icelandic movie, and looks like it could have been good, but it just goes a little too campy. Next up, we have a movie called St. Francis. After an accidental pregnancy turned abortion, a deadbeat nanny finds an unlikely friendship with the six-year-old she's charged with protecting. This stars Kelly O'Sullivan from Sirens. Next up, folks, we have a movie called The Whistlers. This one's weird. A policeman is intent on freeing a crooked businessman from a Romanian prison. He travels to Gomura, an island in the Canaries, where he must first learn the local dialect, a language which includes hissing and spitting. This is a Romanian movie. And from the looks of the trailer, it's not really a dialect. It's just some way that the criminals talk to each other. I'm not sure if that counts as a dialect. They're just whistling like birds. I saw no spinning in the trailer, so that part was a downright lie. What are you, The Whistlers? What are you really? Next up, and the final movie, actually, in the limited release section, is a movie called The Ride. This is the inspiring story of a BMX champion who overcame an abusive childhood through the love and life lessons of his interracial foster family. This stars Ludacris, of all people, from the Fast and the Furious series, Shane Graham from The Sun, and Sasha Alexander from Rizzolian Isles. What has the world come to? Ludacris is playing a level-headed, sweater-vest-wearing dad. What is going on? All right, folks, you know what? Let's do three, two or three of the wide releases, and then we'll get into our next break. So let's go into the first wide releases and interesting indies this week is called All the Bright Places. This is the story of Violet and Theodore, who meet and change each other's lives forever as they struggle with the emotional and physical scars of their past. They discover that even the smallest of moments can mean something. This is a Netflix original starring Justice Smith from The Get Down, Elle Fanning from Maleficent, Keegan-Michael Key from Key and Peele, Luke Wilson from The Royal Tannenbaums, Alexandra Shipp from Love, Simon, Felix Mallard from Lock and Key, Virginia Gardner from Halloween, Nicole Forrester from Chicago Fire, Lamar Johnson from The Hate You Give, and Kelly O'Hara from 13 Reasons Why. So I'm iffy on this. I really am. Just because... In this movie, they meet, maybe not for the first time, but they both meet because they're trying to kill themselves. One school day during lunch, they both climb up to the school's bell tower, I believe, and are going to jump, and then they meet each other, decide not to, fall in love, and they're cured! Yay! And I'm really torn with premises like this, just because does it send the wrong message about depression and suicide? Because obviously there's more to the movie and the book that this is based on than them just falling in love and okay i don't want to kill myself anymore but people are suicidal for so many different reasons and who knows maybe for some of them it is super easy to pull them out of it i don't know i'm not one of them and for others maybe it's not so with a topic like depression and suicide does giving it the ya romance treatment lessen it that is my question I'm really not interested in this movie at all, and not just because Al Fanning's in it, and not just because I'm questioning the plot. Also, it just looks mediocre. This looks so mediocre. The premise for the book makes it sound like some basic 
uninspired, unoriginal YA book. And the movie just makes it look like something we've seen a million times before. Some feel-good film where people overcome some crippling depression or anxiety or something through the power of love and friendship. Yay! The only reason this made it on the wide releases in Interesting Indies is because that it's a Netflix original coming straight to Netflix this week. All the Bright Places gets a 3.5 out of 11. Next up, folks, we have a film called Lost in America. This is a documentary film that follows director Rotimi Rainwater, a former homeless youth, as he travels the country to shine a light on the epidemic of youth homelessness in America. Uh, this made it into the wide releases in Interesting Indies because it looks like a really well-done documentary, and also this is something super important. How can we, as a first-world country, a country that has the audacity to to at times tell other countries how to do their business. How do we stand here with homeless children? And what this documentary does is tells you the story of some of these kids trying to break this myth that they're just bad kids or they want to be homeless. They just want to be out there. One of the kids was kicked out of his house because he's gay and his father is some sort of terrible human being who now looks at his gay son and goes, I don't have a son anymore. Get out of my house. Needless to say, when that man dies, the world will be a better place. Another girl was repeatedly raped by someone in her house, and then she left because her family wasn't helping her with it. So these are people with real problems, not just some bad attitude kid running away from home. And let's say it was. Let's say all of them, every single homeless child in America was just some sort of bad attitude kid. We live in one of the richest countries in the world. How are we not doing something about this? And it blows my mind that this isn't a bigger part of the national debate. Utah, the state of Utah back in 2015, though the number has risen a bit since then, but not much, had gotten rid of chronic homelessness by 91%. Utah could do it. So the rest of the country just needs to get his head out of its ass. And I think documentaries like this will help bring, will just help bring fresh eyes to the problem. There's even an interesting episode of Adam Ruins Everything about it, where they said that a great way to cure homelessness is to give people a home. Weird, right? And when you take things like ambulance rides and cleaning up homeless camps and all these other things into account, just building homes for homeless people and giving it to them is cheaper for us. But the main thing is, it's hard to get people to agree to that when you have people sitting back going, well, I work and I, I pay rent. It's like, well, good for you, asshole. You get a little grace in your life, maybe. Lost in America gets a 7 out of 11. One more movie, folks, before the break, and the movie is called Burden. When a museum celebrating the Ku Klux Klan opens up in a South Carolina town, the idealistic Reverend Kennedy strives to keep the peace even as he urges the group's Grand Dragon to disavow his racist past. This stars Forrest Whitaker from Ghost Dog, Garrett Hedlund from Tron Legacy, Andrea Riceboro from Oblivion, Crystal Fox from The Haves and Have Nots, Tom Wilkinson from The Full Monty, and Dexter Darden from the Maze Runner series. And apparently this is yet another movie based on a true story. And we have the clan trying to open up a museum to clan history. Yay! Clan history. I would rather go to a museum about the history of Clash of Clans, and I f***ing hate app games like that. Anyway, what this movie is really about is a former clan member wants to change his ways. And this reverend of this church is helping him 
even though the people that go to his church is like, don't help this man. He is part of the problem. He hates us. And the Reverend's like, no, we have to show grace. We have to show love. This is how we fix problems. You know, it's like he read the Bible or something. And so it's about how he opens up his house to this former high-ranking clans member and his family. And how someone with that once had so much hate in their heart turned it around. Does this sound a lot like American History X? Yes, it does. But especially now, when the country is more divided than ever, I think this is a very important story to tell. I think it's a very important story to tell. Going, look, look how different these two are. They have huge differences and they found a way to come together so this looks like a a good movie it looks like if you see this you will watch a movie with good with great acting Forrest Whitaker is amazing with some good writing and a good message but this also doesn't look like a, a must watch I'm not going to put this on my list and go okay the minute it comes out I'm going to go see it or I'm going to buy it or I'm going to uh, put a hole on it on the library but if I do get the chance if I just stumble upon this movie one day yeah sure I'll check it out it looks like it has a lot going for it, just it doesn't have that it factor. It doesn't have that wow factor. That would put it higher up the list. Burden gets a 7 out of 11. All right, folks, let's take our next break as we hear word from our friends at the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Please stay tuned. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high-dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, <laughs> the f*** yeah. did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that f***ing jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth Podcast on iTunes. SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at WIMpodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right, we're back. We are back with the next movie in the wide releases section called The Jesus Rolls. This is a spinoff of The Big Lebowski centered on notable bowler Jesus Quintana. This was written, directed, and starring John Turturro. It also stars Bobby Cannavale from Will and Grace. Audrey Tatao from Amelie, Susan Sarandon from Tammy, Pete Davidson from Saturday Night Live, John Hamm from The Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, J.B. Smoove from Spider-Man Far From Home, Christopher Walken from Hairspray, Tim Blake Nelson from Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, yeah, right? Margaret and Margaret Reed from As the World Turns. I really don't know what to think here. I really don't, because I watched the teaser, which was nothing. The teaser was nothing at all. Just Jesus licking the bowling ball. That was it. And then the trailer showed us... I don't know. I don't know what it showed us. I I don't really get what's going on. I just know that Jesus gets out of prison and he gets right back into trouble or something. This could be really good. It could. Or it could also be a big sh** in the bed for John Turturro. It's hard to tell. And I'm not going to risk my hard-earned money on it at all. I will wait for the reviews from both critics and real human beings. I will wait wait to hear what my friends think. I will wait for streaming. I will wait for my library to get it. That's what I'll wait for because nothing about this tells me to go see it now. I do like The Big Lebowski. 
I don't think it's as great as a lot of people say it is. It's a good film. I like it, but I don't think it's this pinnacle of cinematic masterpieces. But even though I like it, I never once thought, you know what I need a spinoff for? You know what I need a sequel to? You know what I need more of? Big Lebowski or anyone in Big Lebowski at all. This looks skippable. It really does. Unless you're a huge John Turturro fan, I would skip this. The Jesus Rolls gets a 5 out of 11. Alright folks, next up we have a film called Guns Akimbo. A guy relies on his newly acquired weapons, which are guns bolted to his hands, to save his ex-girlfriend from kidnappers after he is kidnapped and forced to participate in a deadly internet game. This stars Daniel Radcliffe from Horns, Samara Weaving from Ready or Not, and Reese Darby from Flight of the Concords. Uh, this looks ridiculous. It looks stupid. It looks like... Imagine a movie kind of like Shoot It Up, but if... Okay, so that movie coming out later this year with Ryan Reynolds called Free Guy, I think it's called. So imagine something like that, that kind of wackiness. Take the ultra-violence of Shoot It Up, or Shoot Em Up. It's not a drug movie. Shoot Them Up and <laughs> merge it together, and that's what you get. This looks like an over-the-top bloodbath. It looks entertaining. It looks like maybe a movie you could check out if you just happen to be near a theater. You're like, hey, I have nothing to do right now. What's playing? Guns and Kimbo. I heard about that film. Action, comedy, over-the-top gore. What's not to love? I like Daniel Radcliffe. I like where his career is taking him in this whatever, I do what I want kind of momentum he has now. Where he'll do a serious film like the one we talked about in the trailer trove, and he'll do this goofy one. It seems like anything besides anything even remotely Harry Potter related, he'll do it. And I think it, it's working out for him. He may not be some huge award-winning actor, but it's fun. He's enjoyable. Guns Akimbo gets a 7.5 out of 11. Well, there's two movies left, my friends. Two movies left, and the movie that's not the pick of the week is called The Invisible Man. When Cecilia's abusive ex takes his own life and leaves her his fortune, she suspects his death was a hoax. As a series of coincidences turn lethal, Cecilia works to prove that she is being hunted by someone no one can see. That stars Elizabeth Moss from The Handmaid's Tale, Oliver Jackson Cohen from The Haunting on Hill House, Aldous Hodge from Straight Outta Compton, Storm Reed from Slight, and Anthony Brandon Wong from the Matrix series. Yeah, I hated this film from the first trailer. The, even the first trailer was shit, and this doesn't look good, and I feel bad for Leigh Whannell, the director and writer. I like him a lot, except for this. He was the man behind Saw. He was the man behind Insidious. I liked those movies. I think he is capable of good stuff. I don't think this is one of them. Also, apparently, he was very angry at Bloomhouse because Bloomhouse showed almost the entire movie in the trailer. And then Jason Bloom, head of Bloomhouse, came out to talk about that, saying, well, I get where he's coming from, but I'm of the mindset that you can't show too much. And then Jason Bloom goes on to say there is one twist that they didn't show in the trailers. Only one? Only one twist you didn't show in the f***ing trailers, you goofy f***? Really? That means you showed too much. If people can put together the whole f***ing movie from the trailer, and there's only one thing they're missing, there is no reason for anyone to go see your films. Overall, I like Bloomhouse. I think their idea of throw everything to the wall and see what sticks works because they do have some good work out there. There's also some a lot of stuff that's 
easily skippable, but at least with Bloomhouse, you can tell, and I think this is one of those skippable ones. Maybe, maybe this is a better movie than the trailers make it out to be. Maybe this is a case of bad trailers. Maybe this is anti-trailer guy doing his best to sync the film. Either way, it doesn't matter. Because you know, just as well as I do, folks, movies have one way to, th- to sell themselves to us. Movies have to do one thing right to get our butts in the seats. It's to get a trailer out there that shows us why we need to see the movie without showing so much that we no longer need to see the film, but showing enough that we know what's going on. Because if you go too far on either side, it's not good. If you have some shitty trailer that you can't tell jack shit what the film is about, that's bad. Because why do I want to go see a movie that I have no idea what it's about? And on the other side, it's just as bad. Because if you show the whole thing, just in the case of The Invisible Man, I now no longer need to see it. So I feel bad for writer-director Leigh Whannell. Maybe he does have a good idea. Maybe it is a good movie. But now I am not going to see it. Maybe one day later, but not now. The Invisible Man gets a 5 out of 11. Well, my future friends, it is time for the pick of the week. So the pick of the week for the week of February 28th, 2020 is called Wendy. Lost on a mysterious island where aging and time have come unhinged, Wendy must fight to save her family, her freedom, and the joyous spirit of youth from the deadly peril of growing up. This stars Devin France in her first role as Wendy and Yashka Mack in his first role as Peter. Yes, you may have remembered me talking about this film when the trailer came out and I think it's the best looking film this week. If I honestly put the movies in the wide releases in orders in order of interest, then it probably would have gone, let's see, All the Bright Places, Invisible Man, Burden, Lost in America, or Jesus Rolls, Lost in America, Guns Akimbo, Wendy. I think that's how it would have gone. If you've ever heard me talk about it before, I hated Peter Pan the book. I think it is a bad book. I think it's a bad fairy tale. I think it is stupid. I think Peter is nothing but a huge asshole who needs a good slap in the face. I will hit a child if it's Peter Pan. Wendy, the entire story, was the only one with common sense. So the good thing that Disney did when it turned Peter Pan into an animated movie was change the story. That story is not bad. That is a fun animated family film. That is an enjoyable film for people of all ages. The original book is shit and should be shit upon. The best thing the book ever did was spawn the cartoon and was spawn movies like this, which is based on Peter Pan. And this movie looks like a mostly plausible movie with hints of fantastic realism. Or fantastical realism, actually. It looks cute. It looks like a a well-done movie with a main cast of children that doesn't look cringy or awkward. It looks like they do a good job. This looks like a fun, adventure-driven, bordering-on-fantasy movie that looks like it could be very good, very poignant, and worst case scenario, just be okay, be fun. Be like, you you watch it and you go, okay, I saw this. It's not bad. It's not great. But at least it wasn't Invisible Man. At least it wasn't All the Bright Places. So if I see any movie in theaters coming out this week, it's going to be Wendy. 
Though, as we all know, the bad news is it's a Fox Searchlight film, which means that it's not going to get some wide release, meaning it's going to be a little harder to find than Invisible Man, a little harder to find than Guns Akimbo. So maybe this is another week where you skip a theater watch, but if you do see one, check this out. But hey, if you really are interested in Invisible Man, why not give it a shot? Because remember, on Future Flex with Billiam, this is my opinion. And I'm so thankful that so many of you come back every week to listen to it. Or, you know, to all the movies coming out. Maybe not so much my opinion. But hey, it's part of it, so thank you for that. So not only does Wendy look enjoyable, but it looks like the best movie coming out this week. Wendy, you could say 9 out of 11. And with that, it's time for our final break. It's we hear word from our friends, Robbie and Lisa, from the We're Doing Fine podcast with Robbie and Lisa. Please stay tuned. Hi, I'm Lisa. And I'm Robbie. And we host a show called We're We're Doing Doing Fine. Fine. We're friends from across the ocean. I'm from Scotland. And I'm from California. Join us every week as we chat about biscuits. You mean cookies. Brexit. Whatever's going on here. Who knows? Almost dying. Why we're single. Popular culture. And basically everything and anything that can distract us from this postmodern hellscape we're all living in. Because we're We're doing doing fine. Alright everyone, we're back with the question of the week, and if you don't remember, the question was pick a classic book, hopefully from pre-1900, so pick a classic book that would be remade into a movie and give me the main actors or actresses in it. We actually didn't get anyone from outside the family this time, not that I saw, so I'm sorry if I missed anyone. I did look, and I looked again just now, so blame internet gremlins and a mix of that and the cold if I missed you. So let's start with Anne Anne, who said Jane Eyre, she actually added a director, gave us a director, she said directed by Greta Gerwig, starring Caitlin Deaver as Jane Eyre and Adam Driver as Rochester. You all know who Adam Driver is, if you're not familiar with Caitlin Deaver, she was the gay one of the two in the movie. So Anne one-upped me with a director. I couldn't think of anyone right off the bat for my book, so I'm just going to stay with book and actors. So the book I would like to see remade into a movie today would be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea by Jules Verne. And I messed with it a a little bit, but I think you'll like it. Captain Nemo, now a woman played by, ready for it, Kate Blanchett. So Captain Nemo... Paid by played by Kate Blanchett. You're welcome for that idea. Ned Land would be played by Dev Patel. Adam Driver would play Professor Pierre Arono. Is that how you say it, I think? And his servant consul would be played by James McAvoy. So I think that has the benefit of being a more inclusive cast, but you can also see why I did it. Kate Blanchett, Dev Patel, f***ing amazing at what they do. Adam Driver, James McAvoy, also awesome. I think that would be a baller cast. And I was trying to think of director. Maybe Ryan Johnson for something a little more stylized. Maybe, you know who the easy pick would be, but I wouldn't do it? Would be Guillermo del Toro. But anyway, I like that idea. I like Anne's idea. I think those both would be great. So remember, it is never too late to answer a question of the week. Answer anytime. Answer any question anytime. Just remember, please, for my sake, if you answer an older question or answer a question other than the current one, please remind me of the question at the time. But seriously, if you want to go back to the first question of the week ever and answer that one, that's great. Do it. Just remember, remind me what the question is and give your answer. Because I'm going to keep that rule going until either the show ends, when in which case all rules go away, 
or if I ever get famous and then it becomes too much to handle. I would really like that one. That would be fun. I will take money and fame, please. Or, you know, maybe not too much. That's a real pain in the ass. Just enough to survive. There we go. So I can quit my day job. That's what I would like. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the new question of the week. And let me pull one out of my ass this very moment. Actually, Anne came up with this question. And her question is, which award-winning movie from the past 10 years do you think was overrated? Once again, which award-winning movie from the past 10 years do you think was overrated? Well, my future friends, um, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Sorry it was so quick, but it was either do a quick one or no episode at all. So I hope you prefer this other than the alternative. Hopefully next week I'll be better. Because already we have some trailers and stories piling up, so... Expect a longer episode then. But for now, let us wrap this all up with the closing housekeeping, which at this point is hard to pretend is not recorded ahead of time. You can find me on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the somewhat nerdy website that is somewhatnerdy.com. I would really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. And also, share the podcast. Share with your friends. That is how we grow here on the show. And then how do you reach me? That is a great question. You can leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud. You can hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. You can email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. And please consider supporting the show on Patreon. You can find a link in the show notes and also on the Somewhat Nerdy site. Be sure to check out the other shows in the network, Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. Don't forget to support the friends of the show. You've heard their ads tonight. Please check out my personal blog, BilliamTheNerd.com. And then finally, my dear friends... My dear, dear listeners, my future friends, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future.